Hi, Smart Community friends. I'm back with another bonus episode of the Smart Community Podcast, sharing various guest answers to the question, where to next for smart cities and communities? And this time, I'm sharing with you the answers from these guests. Callum Cameron from episode 297, Chris Manowski from episode 298, and Dr. Mariella Alfonso from episode 299. Some themes that come through in the guest answers are around leveraging artificial intelligence, education, collaboration, and co-creation. One thing that all of our guests agree on is that smart communities is a journey that everyone should be a part of. Through education, collaboration, and co-creation, we can build communities that people really want, not just the communities that they need. As Mariella says, being able to have a platform where anybody can contribute and co-create, I think that's where we're really heading in smart communities. As always, we hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Welcome to the smart community, smart regions, smart towns, and smart cities. It's where we live, work, and play with smart communities. The future starts today. Big data, smart mobility, emerging trends galore. The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for. So where to next for smart cities and communities? Well, that, that's also a big question. It's a big one. Where to next in Estonia, do you think, in the next couple of years? What's shifting and changing or what things are you seeing shift and change or continue? Yeah, it, um, I, I guess the, the big thing in Estonia is obviously renewing what's already been put down. So a lot of the infrastructure in Estonia was thought up best part of 20 years ago. Um, I guess some of it went out about 10 years or so ago, and it's proved to be very good in that I don't think there's, uh, whilst there are countries coming out with newer solutions out there, I don't think there is any country that is systemically digitalized as Estonia is. But as you said earlier, technology moves fast. Uh, things are moving on. So the question is, how do we leverage AI? There's this gradual rolling out of a project, I think I mentioned last time, also called Eurocrat, which is a, a play on words here in Estonia where um, Kraft is a mythical beast created by farmers from spare parts and straws and so forth who will do everything that the farmer instructs them to. So the, this is, uh, again, a, uh, an AI solution that essentially becomes your own personal agent within the public sector in sorting out everything you need to do from the public sector side. And then rethinking the resilience solutions. So the former CIO of Estonia is uh, a flag that Estonia may look to, as well as continue with Luxembourg, look to have uh, a data embassy outside Europe as well. So further away from the European space to make sure that it's sort of distributed a little bit further. Mm, Maybe in Australia. (laughs) Maybe in Australia. And I guess, again, this is a service that, Australia could possibly offer to a lot of the South Pacific if the trust is there, uh, that the the data is not only secure but also uh, remains confidential, that there there isn't any sort of uh, breach there. And then more and more, Estonia is, I think, finding its mojo again because it went quiet for a while, particularly within the digital space. Most of the stuff had been digitalised here, so what next? And it was taken over by the government and led by the government. 
Uh, but now the, the government has, I, I guess, become far more confident again and is now working a lot more with the entrepreneurial community to say, what next? What, what are we going to do next? What are we going to build next that the, the government themselves are too busy to, to recognise? Yeah, cool. No, I love that. Where to next for smart communities? So educate, educate, educate. <laughs> like I said earlier, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in the engagement. We're seeing the transformation of smart cities to smart places, to smart community. As practitioners, we need to continue to advocate on the benefits of data and technology and showcase how it's used as an enabler for an accessible place, essentially. I think we need to continue creating tangible wins for our community and really showcasing positive change. There's certainly a growing appetite for pushing the agenda. And like I said before, it's it's up to practitioners to showcase the benefits. And my thoughts are always going to be continue to work with each other across multidisciplinary teams, across multidisciplinary industries, and make it more non-competitive. The more non-competitive, I think, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more that we can collaborate, I think, the better. And like you said, like people want to be or like, you know, that community element working together and then making that regional approach because then everybody can benefit. And certain people want to live in certain communities for different reasons. And I think we're all so different that we're going to choose that based on what, what our preferences are and what we want and, you know, where our family lives, all those type of things as well. But if we can offer this really great service, we really love to be here, the great places, then I think we can, yeah, really bring that together. And particularly I'm thinking about Western Sydney. People are moving through so many, like the borders, you know, people don't see the borders, right? As a councillor, you know that that's the line, but people are not going, oh, oh, okay, I'll call, you know, Cumberland one day and Camden the next or whatever the case is, they're probably really far apart. But I'm just <laughs> like moving through, they don't, you're not seeing those borders. And similarly, I think the communities and, and, and even state and local and federal government, people aren't seeing that they don't, it's government, right? So the more we can work together, the more we can focus with that customer at the heart, I think is really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's important to include industry in that as well um, and for them to take a seat on the table with both local, state and federal because they're the ones creating the, the tech, aren't they? So you know, one of the things, like I said before, I noticed that you know a lot of governments, be it state, local or federal, purchase these because it's a cool thing to have, but doesn't really address the needs. So if we're going to have those conversations at that level, there's that scope and opportunity to have tailor made or to have or to have you know, tech made for a purpose. Mm, to really meet those needs, and then it's more a partnership rather than just like a once-off transaction. And I think, yeah, we have to see more and more of that in the future because we know things change so rapidly. You don't want to be stuck with a legacy system that doesn't change over time. Which we know, councils, we know that there's um many many a legacy system but we're all working to change that so yeah where to next for smart communities yeah you know i i kind of just got at that i think the fact that we're calling it smart communities is huge leap forward i'm so happy that that's what this podcast <laughs> is focused on you know rather than you know smart smart cities it's funny i just co-wrote a chapter in a book about health the built environments on health, um, where I talk a lot about that sort of intersection between health tech and the sort of the built environment piece. So in that, I talk about 
also a, a need for a new definition of smart city. So I love that you called it smart communities. We got to smart, healthy community because the focus, you know, was around health. Although the the word health, I think, is a really nice one because it can be really quite broad. You're, you can talk about your physical health, your mental health, your even your fiscal health, right? Uh, your emotional health. So it, it really has that nice. Um, it's an umbrella term that fits multiple different aspects that, you know, goals that we can work towards within the smart communities. So I love that that's, that's kind of where we're headed. Uh, I was just at South by Southwest, my very first time there and my first conference in the last two and a half years. So that was, that was quite overwhelming, but I ended up randomly at some like blockchain event thing where they were talking about web three. I was like, well, I don't even know what this web three thing is. I'm not sure everybody knows (laughs) what it is exactly, but I think that there's definitely some potential there uh, to take on this democratization of the internet, which is as best as I could kind of glean from what they were discussing. Uh, You know, they were talking about NFTs and stuff too, but uh, that part, they lost me on there. But I think from, you know, being able to have a platform that anybody can contribute and co-create, I think that's really where we're headed, uh, you know, in the smart communities community, right? So, and that's really, to me, quite exciting. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, I love randomly ending up at sessions or whatever and learning something, picking up something different. But then also, There'll be further conversations that then you can input into, which is awesome because I think it's all relative and all related. But yes, we're still trying to work that out. And there's things that, you know, that is very hypey at the moment, but looking at the substance underneath. And I mean, that's what I really tried to really do with the smart city space. I knew it was hype. I knew there was buzz there, but what substance could we glean from it? And that's where we you know, shifted our language to smart communities because then we could actually have better conversations because... Not everyone wants to engage in smart city conversation, particularly if one, it's not understood what it means. Two, if they understand it to be just tech. And three, probably there's many more, but if you don't live in a city and you live in a regional area or on the outskirts, then you don't feel included in that conversation. And that's all valid. And I think that's why we shifted. And it's not that cities aren't important anymore. We know that they're important. We know how many people live in them. We there are so many different communities that live within cities and then thinking about all those other things that jump into this conversation and we know that there are so many other things. So Yeah, I mean communities is just more an inclusive term. Absolutely. The Smart Community Podcast is brought to you by My Smart Community. If you're trying to deal with disruption, not sure what technologies to buy, need to facilitate genuine collaboration then we can help. Email hello at mysmart.community or head to www.mysmart.community forward slash consulting. Thanks so much for listening to the Smart Community Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes are available on our website, mysmart.community slash podcast. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests, you can email hello at mysmart.community. You can also find us on the socials. We are on LinkedIn and Twitter at smartcomhq. That's com with two M's. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
and we would love for you to leave us a rating and review at wherever you listen. This really helps us reach more ears and eyes, so thank you for your support. As always, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for.